Welcome back to another edition of the Niner Sports Talk presented by Uptown Audio. My name is Bryson Foster and I'm joined by my co-host Brad Cole. Man, Brad, we got a lot of action coming off from last week. Man, this week we got some conference basketball tournaments. It's March, that's for sure. March Madness is finally back, and obviously, Bryson, good to be with you. We got basketball this week. It's finally starting to see its way up, but a lot of other action. Baseball, softball, tennis teams, soccer, a lot of different things going on. But obviously, let's start with basketball as they head into March Madness this week and the Conference USA Basketball Tournament in Texas. Charlotte, the men and women's team finishing up the regular season with some matchups. The Charlotte men's team did not have a good weekend. That's where I will start first. I lost on Friday night to Marshall, 75-67. That pushed Charlotte's losing streak to seven games. And Charlotte would not be able to really get anything done on Saturday. They'd lose 75-66. So the men's team heading into the conference tournament, 9-15 and on an eight-game losing skid. But we'll look at their first-round matchup here. They play UTSA on Wednesday at 5.30. So the winner of that game will face the number one seed on that side of the bracket, which is Western Kentucky. So Charlotte did find a way to beat UTSA. They would go and face a team that they have beat before. But Brad, what are your expectations for this team? A little bit of of a bad patch here for the team as they go into the most important time of the year, which they're trying to get that automatic bid. This is a slump that you don't want to be in. Eight straight games for Charlotte, not really having an identity this last bit of the year. This is a team that beat some of the top teams in Conference USA earlier in the year, Western Kentucky, UAB, and they were in those games too throughout those series, even though they split them. This is a team that showed uh, obviously a sweep against FIU. They could compete with some of the, maybe the better teams in Conference USA or just Conference USA in general in the first part of the year. That's not been the case the second part of the year. We haven't seen that really at all in these last eight games, even life for this men's basketball team. And my prediction is going to be an early round exit here. They're not going to win this game, in my opinion, against UTSA. I do, however, think it will be close. I think when you have players such as Jameer Young and Jordan Shepard that can turn it on, they're not going to go out easy. They're going to do everything they can to win this game and see what they can do to get to that second round. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I don't think the big men are, 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 are the big the size down low is pretty much going to be there. This is a pretty solid UTSA team. 14-10 overall, 9-7 and conference record. They haven't been slumping as of late. But they did split their last series with one of the league's best in UAB. Won their last conference game, 96-79. So pretty big scoring night there. And then they split that series overall as they lost to UAB the night before. But they've swept FAU, swept FIU. They've only really lost one game. And uh, as we said before, these teams did not play due to rather related issues earlier. So that's another thing that is against the Charlotte, the 49ers men's basketball team, as I haven't really seen UTSA. There's not a lot of film to go back on there. I mean, obviously they're going to look at film, but not with these two teams competing. So like odds are really just stacked against them overall. So I, I do think when you have shooters such as Demir Young and Jordan Shepard, guys that can kind of take over games, especially Jameer Young, I'm sure he can do that this year. I definitely think there's some chance there. But overall, when it's all said and done, I do think UTSA is going to grab that win. And what's your prediction there? Yeah, I think Charlotte wins that game against UTSA, but I 
I think they'll get snubbed against Western Kentucky. But I, I do think overall, looking at the team, there's only one bid for the teams in the CUSA. I don't think Charlotte's going to get it for the men's. I think you'll look for Western Kentucky uh, or Old Dominion this weekend to get that bid. But Charlotte has a tough side of the bracket. They're in the tough side, right? They've got Western Kentucky. They split the series there. UAB, they split the series with them. But UAB on that Friday night game killed Charlotte. Marshall, who just swept Charlotte. So it's going to be tough. Some of those big seeds ahead of Charlotte there. Crazier things have happened in March Madness, but Charlotte's going to need a lot of help. They're going to need to get things together quickly if they want to go far in the men's tournament. Now, as we move on, let's look at women's basketball this weekend. The women's team, which we talked about before, we think is going to make a run. Their final series was against Florida Atlantic. They were dropped the first game. Iggy Allen for FAU, 30 points, 10 rebounds, was just unstoppable for the Niners. And Florida Atlantic would win 77-73. Florida Atlantic's Iggy Allen was everywhere, their guard. But then Saturday, Octavia Jet Wilson showed up and showed out, and it was enough for Charlotte to win their final game of the season. They finished with a record of 10-9. Octavia Jet Wilson, 42 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. It's enough to give Charlotte that win. And let's look at the women's bracket. Charlotte has a double bye, so they will not play on Tuesday. They will not play on Wednesday. They are the two seed in the tournament on their side of the bracket. Charlotte's got a really good chance with this women's team that has battled hard all season to get this bid, to get to the tournament. Uh, and I personally think that they will. Charlotte, though, their first matchup's not decided yet. They're either going to play Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, or North Texas. So North Texas has the bye. They'll play the winner of Old Dominion and Western Kentucky tomorrow. And then who, whoever wins out of those three teams will face Charlotte. And Charlotte will get to play Rice if – uh, they would win. Of course, Rice would have to win their matchup as well. But Charlotte going to get that double bye. Brad, you got to feel good when your team's got the double bye. They'll be well rested compared to ODU or Western Kentucky or even North Texas that they'll have to play. The magic number for this women's team is going to be three. They need three wins and they're in. You got the quarterfinals on Thursday at 1230. You'll be well rested compared to your opponent. And then on Friday at 6.30 of the semifinals game, which will be on Stadium TV, and that Thursday game will be on ESPN+. And then the big one, Saturday at 6 p.m. will be the final, will be a very big game if they can get to it, right? That will also be at 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. My prediction is I think they're going to get to the final. I do think they're going to find a way in a very, very big overtime game. And it all really depends how things play out. But I do think the nature of this team has played a lot of overtime games. They're going to fight. You have scores. You have ballers everywhere. I think everyone's going to come out. Obviously, this past weekend, Octavia Jet Wilson, once again impressed, dropped 42 on Saturdays. That When you have scores like that can kind of just take over a game, you got to feel pretty good. And then you got someone else, J- Jada McMillan, who's also really shown her worth this year and what she can do. And both of those players, Charlotte, the only school in Conference USA, to have two players named the first team All-Conference USA. I mean, you got to feel pretty good there. And then you have uh, a lot of honors going across from Lenny Williams, freshman there. I mean, it, you, there's a lot of p- players on this roster that are just talented. 
and you've seen the award, you see it everywhere. I think they're going to be able to stick around because of that rest, because of what they're doing. Your second seed, you have some confidence there too. And to break it down to this year, this women's basketball team is 10 and nine, but it's also they're 10 and nine because they have a very tough schedule to start. They played against app wasn't really in game form yet back in November. I remember that game wasn't what they really were going to be. And they really bloomed later. And then they played Clemson, Wake and North Carolina. And every single game they were, they were in those games. They were in the North Carolina game. They're in the Wake Forest game. They were in the Clemson game. Then they get on that streak and then beat Marshall sweep and then UAB sweep. And then they lose to Western Kentucky in three overtimes. Western Kentucky, they lose by a point in that next game. Lose the middle of Tennessee, bounce back. Sweep Old Dominion. Then lose the UTSA series. Well, they were not sweep this year is another big thing. When you're not sweeped and you're learning from your mistakes, I definitely think that they, they, they found out what they need to do right. So I definitely think this team's going to go all the way. You obviously have a lot of teams to beat. But it's looking good so far, Bryson, and I'm excited for this week. Yeah, I am too. This is one of the best weeks of the year. It doesn't matter which conference tournament it is, the ACC, the CUSA, the Big Ten, it doesn't matter. March Madness is just a great time of year, and anything can happen, which makes it so much more special. And I think Charlotte's women's team will find themselves seated in the selection show on Sunday for the women's basketball tournament. Yep, and I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot to watch, but we got a lot of other spring sports to talk about, and let's start to break down what's been going on this past week in uh, Niner Nation. So, first things first, baseball team, 7-3 and three right now. Not the best weekend series against Western Carolina. They opened up Friday with 7-4 to four win, which was a pretty successful day, but two back-to-back losses, Saturday 5-2, two to five to two, Western won that game, and then 5-10. to 10. That team started 6-0. Went to UNCG on this past Tuesday. Wild game. They were up, and then a, a grand slam there from a UNCG puts them up, and they ultimately win the game 9-7. to seven. So just kind of crush your spirit there. But baseball's a long series, Bryson, and I think that it's all about how you rebound. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Charlotte's been very good this year. They stumbled a little bit against Western Carolina, but that's bound to happen. It's a long season. I think Charlotte's going to learn from these. And they have some big matchups coming up. Tuesday in Hayes Stadium, they're going to host number 15, Tennessee. That's a big game they can make a statement in. And then their Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend series will be in Greenville, North Carolina, as they go and play the number nine East Carolina Pirates. So a lot of motivation for this team to bounce back and make a statement against some nationally ranked teams. Wouldn't you say, Brad? Yeah, Tennessee is going to be a big game on Tuesday tomorrow at 4 p.m. at Hayes Stadium. So a home Charlotte game. And again, fans are allowed, mostly parents and stuff like that, but still will be a good environment. We have a ranked team. They need to put up a good showing, and then it would be really nice against East Carolina to at least grab a win. If you can get two wins, that's going to be big because they are ranked pretty high in some polls. There's a lot of different polls in college baseball, but that definitely be big. And then some other news, there will be an Uptown game on March 20th on Saturday. That was supposed to be it, but then that was kind of changed, and then they finally put it together. So Charlotte will get to showcase their talents in Uptown, Truist Field, the home of the Charlotte Knights, a AAA affiliate of the Chicago White Sox. And obviously you might know a little more baseball than me, Bryson, so correct me if I'm wrong. But that would be a good chance uh, for you know people to go watch that team, Uptown Charlotte, and tickets are available for that. But back to this you know coming series, 
this is where you're going to be tested playing four nationally ranked games in a row. So we'll definitely see how that one works out. But I definitely think that there, there's some opportunity there for that baseball team. Yeah, moving across the street to Sue M. Daughtridge Stadium, softball team had a great weekend against Furman. 3-0 clean sweep. This softball team is continuing to better themselves after the Bubbly Invitational where they, they dropped three straight games. Since then, they've only lost one game, which was to a nationally ranked Duke team. Moving ahead for the women's softball team, right? The Green and White Classic is this weekend in Suam Dodger Arena. So Friday, a doubleheader against Syracuse, and then Saturday they finish up that series. Then they'll play Campbell. So Saturday at 10 a.m., they play Syracuse. Well, then Saturday at 4 p.m., they go and play Campbell. Then Sunday, they turn around and play College of Charleston. So a lot of games in this classic tournament. They're going to hopefully show up and, and show out. And this team has a really great opportunity to host some big programs, such as Syracuse, this weekend and continue to uh, dominate on the diamond and uh, better themselves in, it's, as we move on in, in this season. The only time that they've they've really struggled is really against Florida. They definitely have played well this year and only really have lost to Florida, like actually like two losses. And, you know, they they win the series against App. They're on kind of a tear right now, barely lose to Duke. So we'll see what they do. They play ACC's Syracuse. They have a March 17th game against uh, South Carolina, which is a ranked team. And moving to ranked teams and beating ranked teams, we have the men's soccer team who surprised this past week. We're looking for their first win, have kind of been struggling. And it's uh, definitely been, you know, interesting to see this team work. They tie against Duke, lose against UNCW, try to come back there, then lose to West Virginia 3 0. But they beat Kentucky 2 1 overtime. Pretty good game against number seven Kentucky this past Saturday, which Kentucky is in Conference USA and men's soccer. So that's a conference victory. So that sets them up well now as they uh, get into their Conference USA series. So definitely a really good game there. Preston Pop, who has been a regular for the men's team, he scores in overtime and five yards out, just about four minutes in. That's all you can ask for. And after the game, Coach Kevin Lanigan says, extremely proud of the players. End quote there. Quote, it was a game that we faced adversity. We went down early, but stood strong and worked our way back into the game. To win in overtime is just a great feeling. End quote. Some success there. And then going on to the women's soccer team, this year is a lot lot different because usually they're playing in the fall. There's a lot of buzz, a lot of fans, and there's a big background there. But the women's teams, one and three, struggled yesterday, lost to Virginia Tech, but they did get a win, conference win against Old Dominion 3-1 on the 26th of February. The men's team this weekend, their first home Conference USA game against UAB while the women's soccer team travels to Murfreesboro to face Middle Tennessee in the CUSA matchup. So look for some big hitting CUSA action this weekend for both men's and women's teams as they move ahead in this shortened soccer season for both of the teams. Yep, and going to be a lot of interesting stuff going on. Obviously, we preview the basketball. We previewed everything. Then the last bit of news, too, the cross-country team for the first time in history – will be going to the NCAA uh, championships. Their season was in the fall, but a lot of their seasons have been in, in and around different seasons. They won Conference USA championship, and they got selected on March 15th. They will go down to Stillwater, Oklahoma. It will be broadcasted on ESPNU. So a lot of chance for success there 
for the cross country team and just a really good program overall between the track teams and the cross country team. Yeah, I agree with you. Also, Charlotte Volleyball clinched one of the eight spots for the upcoming USA Conference Tournament after second straight 3-1. So 25-17, 25-16, 22-25, 26-24. Those were sets victories at Florida Atlantic on Monday. So the volleyball team will play for a CUSA Conference Championship and a look at the NCAA Tournament. That's all you can ask for. I mean, this year started out slow with the fall, but we've definitely seen everything kind of really come together. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. Things are going to come together for these teams. Not a lot of losing teams right now. And if they are have a losing record, they're very early in their season. So still a lot of time as spring starts to kick in, things are getting busy and we'll be sure to update you here in week out weekend and hopefully next week Cameron and Wiles will be back on the mic to give you all of your 49er athletic news. Bryson, it's been another fun week. Can't wait to see you here in a couple weeks and do another one. It's been a lot of fun, but we're going to hopefully give it back over to Cameron and Miles next week and it's just great to have a lot of sports action going on. We have a lot to talk about and next week's going to be a lot of fun as well. We're going to look at what the men's and women's team did in their tournaments and what is all going on in the sports. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for turning in. This has been the Niner Sports Talk. We'll see you next time. Thank you.